Hello there, you're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? What's up, church? What is up, church? It's me again. <laughs> I don't know why I like doing the intro that way, um, but I do. So there you go. Well, here we are again, coming back at you. Got some more stuff to do, which is fun. And I want to talk today about faith versus works. I think it's something that's been on my mind, like the the James versus John, faith without works versus abide in me, you know, that kind of concept. And it kind of lands on my fifth and final smooth stone. Um, and so that's kind of why I, 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 I thought it'd be a cool thing to talk about. And, you know, maybe, maybe you will agree. <laughs> maybe you won't. Um, so my fifth smooth stone, just to get out of the way, is James 15.5. I'm, I'm sure very many of you are all familiar, um, but in case you're not, and I quote, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, and I in him bears much fruit, but without me, you can do nothing. Um, I love the end of that, for without me, you can do nothing. Like that's the part of why I chose that one. Because I think if you look at the whole like John 15, section about the vine and the branches there's a really cool stuff in there like it's awesome and let's all be honest and say john's favorite word is abide <laughs> he's all about abide which is good i mean it's the hey, that's that's there's nothing wrong with that that's for sure abide but um i love john 15 5 because i feel like it takes the pressure off of us as christians as believers um, the analogy that I, someone told me one time and I thought was really smart, so I'm going to borrow it, was when you're a kid learning to swim and your, your mom or dad, whoever is holding you up while you kick, right? There is no pressure on you to swim. You're just there. You know what I mean? Like you're just experiencing, you're in the water and they're carrying you. And that's how it should be when we're operating in our faith and our relationship with the Lord. Like it is him doing all the heavy lifting, you know, his yoke, all that is awesome. And so I love 15.5 because it, it, it kind of reconfirms that to me that this is not me striving to perform. It's he who abide, abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Like, cause I've always been fruit conscious. Huh? Like we're, we're, we are fruit inspectors. As Christians, we are, you're always looking at fruit, the fruit of a ministry, the fruit of someone's life. And because Job is my favorite book of the Bible, I, I like to look at people not about where they are right now. Um, I try to look at people from a 30,000 foot view perspective. Um, and the reason why I say that is because my life is a perfect example. Like you could have easily snapshot my life in moments in my past and been like, yeesh, there was no fruit. And you would have been correct. But that doesn't mean there wouldn't be fruit. 
I just needed some better soil. <laughs> the parable of the sower of the seeds. Um, but I look at people that are not where, and it gets so bummer because you don't want to judge. Like, you know what I mean? Like we, it's so easy to look at someone's current situation and impose a judgment on what their walk is like, what their faith is like, where they're, you know, and there's some truth to that. Like there are times where as Christians, we need to uh, approach other Christians and, and give them godly counsel, like give them godly correction, not out of anger, not out of spite, not out of, I know better, blah, 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 but out of the word and out of love. Um, and that's what I love about John. Cause John was all about love. Like his whole point was love. Like, you know, the abide in is like, if you're really, truly loving the father, he's going to love you. And because of that love, you will produce fruit. I mean, if you go to first John, I mean, you know, if we love our brothers and our sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. And that's, that's John, uh, one, one, three, I think something like that. I don't know. Um, in the right first John, uh, middle part, but it goes into where our love is an expression, moreover, evidence of God's Holy Spirit in us, which is totally true. Like, because without the Holy Spirit, we can't love. We can love selfishly. We can love for priorities. We can love for what am I going to get out of this relationship love, you know? And then, you know, there is love, like a oh, lustful love. But to that agape, loving someone just because they are a child of God. Loving someone because they are a human spirit who's in need of love. Loving someone because you were first loved by him. That is the love that cannot be produced without the Holy Spirit. It just cannot, you know. Um, and then that's why I love James. Like I love the book of James. It's like a six chapter mic drop about get it together. <laughs> You know, get it together. Um, you know, faith without works is dead. And sometimes that can be misconstrued as a works-based religion or a works-based theology. And if you don't understand the word or don't dive into it or anything else, then you could easily start judging things based on their works. Like, are you doing anything? Um, and I think that misses the real value of of what James is trying to say, because I, I love what James is saying about how it's not that you have to work. It's that the faith inside you, truly alive, spiritually alive, fire and faith has no all has no other alternative but to produce works. Like you, but you can't help but love people. You can't help but pray for people. You can't help but want to dive in and be a light to someone who's struggling in darkness. There is no other option. There is no other path forward if the Holy Spirit is alive inside you actively. And again, this goes back to the John 15, 5. If you are abiding in him and he's abiding in you, then you will produce much fruit. You, I'm sorry, you will bear much fruit. And it is the vine that is producing that fruit. We just get to be the ones that hold it, to give it, to share it. That's the amazing co-labor part with being being just in relationship with the Holy Spirit. Like so 
the other day, this is this is not I'm an awesome good Samaritan, but like <laughs> where I was, I'll give myself an A plus for effort, but a, a D minus for execution when it came to being the hands and feet. Like when my wife and I moved to Texas, um, we we had come from a quasi leadership position like we were doing youth ministry so leadership is not yeah we were doing youth ministry which is really cool like it was awesome it's it's been something that has been a repeated theme in our marriage that we do youth ministry and my wife can tell you all about why that is and the word spoken over us on like our third or fourth date about that um i'll let her explain that when she does an episode that you're all waiting for i've heard the you know everyone's waiting for shoshana to show up on this podcast and she'll come for sure but I, w- I was listening to um, messages and I was listening to words and, and, and the James, you know, how faith without works is dead. And, you know, how can you look at your brother who's without a coat and then say, just God be with you, but not give them a coat? You know, those kind of things that was in my head. And of course, of course, the Holy Spirit will give you a moment to really, are you going to walk it out or are you not? Um, and so... I'm driving home from the gym and it's like 6.30 in the morning. I know you're laughing at home saying, really, you're at the gym, bro? Yes, I was at the gym. <laughs> it doesn't look like it, but I was. Um, I wasn't there very long, but I was there, counted. Anyway, I was driving home and it was like legit 30 degrees outside and windy and if you know Texas wind and it being 30 degrees, bro, it is freezing. And it's pitch black. So I'm driving home from the gym um, and I'm driving on this two lane road that has no lights. It's Texas, back roads are not lit. Dude, it's dark. You know what I mean? It's just dark. As I'm driving, all of a sudden there's this dude walking down the white line of the side of the road I'm on and like not being uh, shoulder conscious. You know what I mean? Like legit walking on the white line-ish. And I'm driving like 55 miles an hour and I'm close to that person. Like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. Why is that person walking right now? They have like a jacket on, like a backpack. And like, you know, it's one of those persons that like they were in for a hike type, looked like that situation. And I was like, God, that's ridiculous. And then immediately the Holy Spirit's like, oh, uh, if a person needs a jacket, you know, that same person probably needs a ride. And I'm like, it's cold out, you know what I mean? And I don't want to pick up somebody, but you know, Immediately, I'm like, that person's going to get hit. That person's going to freeze. There's all these things. And I'm just driving past them in my warm, heated seat vehicle, living the life of luxury. Um, And I'm like, ugh. So what do I do? I had this moment of just panic. (laughs) Like, do I turn around? Do I not turn around? Have I driven too far? As I'm debating with myself, what should I do? And I turn around. There's the A+. (laughs) I turn around. I, I turn around. I, I, I circle back and I, I pull up next to the dude and I'm like, uh, hey, hey, bro, you need a ride? And here's the here's the weird part where it got super awkward. It was not a dude. It was a lady in her hard to tell um, because life looked rough, if you know what I'm saying. And she's freezing and she's crying and she's like, yes, she'll take a ride. And I'm like, oh, man. So like, so like I had like a micro panic attack because obviously my wife, you know, I don't want to be picking up female hitchhikers. <laughs> like that was the, the thought that crashed in my mind. I'm like, am I picking up a female hitchhiker? Because optically 
this could get bad. You know what I mean? Like this could go, I, I don't want to put myself in a situation of like, how did that happen? Uh, picking up female hitchhikers. Like honestly, in my all sincerity, I thought it was a dude until I heard their voice say, yes, I need a ride. Um, and so I, I, you know, but at that point in time, you're pot committed. What do you say? Oh, sorry, females, <laughs> no women allowed. You know what I mean? You can't do that clearly. Um, so I, 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 and, and she's in, she in, she jumps in. She's all sorts of bawling. She is all sorts of not having a great morning. And it's like, again, it's 630. And she does not smell like it's been the greatest morning in terms of like, there is, you know, whatever, some, some substance smell on her. Um, and she's just in a bad way. Right. And, and I'm like, oh gosh, like, like this is, this stinks. And this is not, if you know me, this is not my normal character to pick up a hitchhiker ever. And, or, you know, like in this situation, it's early morning, and everything else, but I knew how cold it was and everything else. And this person was legit freezing. Um, and so I'm like, where are you, where are you headed? And I just start driving her. And like the whole time I'm like, and she's just bawling and, and just not really, you know, we're not having any conversation. It's an odd silence drive, very odd silence. And I was, I ended up driving her for like legit 10 plus miles, maybe more. And in my head, I'm like, you were going to walk this like on this road in the dark? Like, oh my gosh, what a horrific reality. And then while I'm, I'm driving her, the thought kept coming in my head of like, that could have easily been me in so many situations in my life. Like the path I was going down with, with gambling, drugs, addictions, blah, 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 all that stuff in Las Vegas, like the path I was on, like is sitting right next to me. Someone who's having a horrible day, walk, you know what I mean? Like all the things that she was going through, I was like, man, I, that could have been so easily me. And I was just taken aback by how blessed I was in that moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm driving this nice car that has heated seats while it's freezing outside. I just came from the gym because I work from home and I have a schedule that it lets me go to the gym. Um, I just, I was just overcome by like how blessed I was in comparison to like how much her reality shocked me of how much it could have been mine and how much it was mine in a lot of situations, you know? I was never walking without a vehicle, but there was plenty of times I should have been, you know, or whatever. And I was just thinking about that as I'm driving. I'm like, God, Lord, thank you so much. But also I'm like, how do I witness to this person? You know, and she's not talking, it's crying, everything else. And this is where I give myself like a D minus. Like I, I wanted to share more of the gospel. I, I wanted to like, like kind of like dive into that conversation. But then I was also kind of worried that I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, I don't know. I, I got weirdly pulled back from it. Um, and this is where the part, like, I wish I was more bold. I, 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 I want to be bold. And there was an opportunity to like pray. So I kind of just like, like prayed for a little bit, kind of not like huber authentic, but just kind of like, Lord, like, you know, like, ah, I don't want to be weird here, but finally got to her spot, dropped her off, said, I just hope you have a blessed day. And I hope it's better. You know, that's all I could really say to her. I, I really do. I'm glad you didn't walk in the cold. I hope you have a blessed day. And I, and I hope your day gets better. And that's how I left it. Let her, let her out. Boom. I left, drove home, you know, get home, tell my wife immediately. She's like, oh, you had a car in the front? You had a girl in the car? 
<laughs> my wife is so amazing. Um, no, so like I, that was, I did that, but it, it really went back to the inspiration of that was me thinking about James, the book of James, like faith without works is dead. And going back to me, John, like I love the John, the John and James comparison because John's about love and James is about just your faith, you know? And if your faith, for James, if your faith is alive, you will have works. And for John, if you love the Father, then you can't help but love others. And putting those into a perfect sandwich of how we should operate in faith, how we should operate in love, you know? Because James wants you to operate, but like John is like how you operate in love, loving others, loving people the way that you were first loved, giving grace to people. And so that kind of, I, I, and the, the pressure of it, I feel like sometimes when I was earlier on a Christian, I felt like fruit was something I had to produce. I felt like I was always about my fruit. Like, man, am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing this? It, it, and it was very, not works based, but very much so. Like I felt like my efforts were what was the good part where I was missing it. I was missing it because as much as I was doing good things, Kind of like in the last thing, what was my heart posture? And a lot of it was really good. Like I'll be the first to tell you, like I, 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 for the most part, I was doing things for the right reasons, but I wasn't seeking after the Lord. I was just doing things that made me feel good, that were scripturally on in line with good works, good everything else. And you know, I, I, not to be overly critical and harsh on myself, I was definitely on the right path, but I still was not searching for that relationship. I, I wanted it kind of, but I wasn't doing all the little things. I wasn't getting in the word. I wasn't spending time with, with him. I wasn't changing my habits, so to speak. You know, I was still watching a lot of TV. I was still very much had, had a foot in the world. Not nearly as bad as I had had before. Not nearly like, you know what I mean? Like I can, I can, I can tell you right now, um, I used to watch TV. It wasn't bad TV, but I used to watch TV, you know, like my, like I would, I would watch golf or I would watch things and I would fill my mind with news. I would fill my mind with things that weren't quote unquote bad, you know, but if I had to look at them, they were all fillers. They were all ways to just kind of fill my mind with other things. And it's what the enemy was using for me specifically to keep me away from spending my time with him, spending my time in the Lord, learning more about him, reading, pursuing that relationship. And I think we, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching TV. You know, there's nothing wrong with, with any activity. You know, I don't think there's, I don't have any problem with any of that as long as it's not an idol, as long as it's not something that you put in front of the Lord. And a lot of times for me, I have to do that whole open hand thing where I'm like, do I, can I let this thing go? Because if I can, then I'm fine with it. I, I don't have a problem with it. But if I can't let it go, then I definitely have to let it go. You know, it's one of those type situations where I like watching food shows on Netflix-ish. Um, any of those, like, you know, uh, Amazon Prime, whatever channels. I'm a real big fan of food shows where people go travel, they eat cold full or good food. Now, 
Um, one of my favorite ones is Somebody Feed Phil on Netflix. I kind of love that because it's like a fantasy that my wife and I get to go and travel to these amazing places and just have amazing food in amazing places. That sounds so cool. And we've had crazy opportunities to kind of go have good food in, in, in awesome places. So I look at that show and I'm like, oh man, it's a really good show. Like I enjoy it, right? However, if tomorrow I never watch it again, I'm totally fine. You know, I, I don't care enough about it, which is why I don't mind watching it. And some other shows, you know, I mean, randomly here and there. But more often than not, I, I, we, we don't watch TV in this house. We're not big TV fans, not TV fans, but we just don't have time for it. Like I, the amount of time I'm in the office, she's in her office, we're working. Um, the time we spend at the church, the time we spend doing other things, TV has, has lost all of its priority in my world. And it used to have a lot. But what I've replaced TV with more often than not is time in the work. And that's been the cool part, like truly trying to abide in him, honor him, like the fear of the Lord. I go back to it, but I, I just love thinking about like just that, that, that just amazing radical awe of, of who he is and knowing that draws me closer to him. Not fear that pulls me away, not repulsive fear, but like inclusive, like, man, I want to get so close to you and know you and, and be a part of, of like what you're doing. That's the, the kind of focus. And so I go back to like John 15, 5, because I want to abide in him and thank the Lord that he's abiding in me as much as he is. And, and I hope there's more and more and more. Because of that, I know he will produce fruit through me. My actions will be fruitful to his kingdom because it's his spirit working through me. It removes the pressure and the stress of thinking I have to do it on my own. It removes that I have to be da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, insert my own effort. And so much of this stuff is letting it go, you know, and and why I was a, I, I was bummed out a little bit that I didn't share the love of the Lord better with that woman who I gave a ride to, at least I, I was able to share a part of her, his kingdom. You know what I mean? The, the fact that someone would even stop and, and pick her up, you know, at least I did that part. You know, that's better than nothing. Um, it, it wasn't optimal, but you know what? Hey, I, I, I hope she received the gift that was given and I, and I hope her day was better. And I hope that the Lord shows up in her life in amazing things. And I'm glad I was there to at least get her from A to B so she wasn't hit by a vehicle or froze to death on the side of the road. Like those are all very viable options. <laughs> it's crazy. But, you know, I, I I want to, oh man, like when it comes to the faith part, and again, we talk about a lot, I talk about a lot, I should say, the community of, of believers and the community of faith and 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 like, being able to, to pray for people and actually standing on it, being able to pray for people and actually having a conviction behind it. You know, last time I had mentioned the fact that I, I'd pray flippantly or I'd pray just word salad just to get through it. And I, I wouldn't really put my heart into it. I wouldn't put the spirit of that's in me into a prayer. I would just pray to just say I did it, you know, and it, and it stinks to say it, but I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys about how I'm always, I'm not a rock star by any stretch. And so I've definitely prayed quickly or just, uh, I'll pray for you guys and like, all right, Lord, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. All right, bye. And then I could check the box that I prayed, but the heart posture wasn't in it. 
my heart wasn't in it. So I, I feel like that, what's that scripture? I like asking you guys questions. Like you're going to all sit and answer like through the microphone, like, oh, <laughs> like Isaiah 312. You're like, what? I don't know what that is. Um, and where the Lord prefers a, a heart versus sacrifice from repeated sin. Like it's Proverbs something and I, and I forget what it is, but or maybe, I don't know. I, I forget where it is in the Bible where it talks about like the Lord would much rather have a, a repentant heart than repeated sacrifices. Like, you know, like like sacrifices for repeated sin are awful to the Lord. And prayers that are just said out of, out of situation or without conviction, I feel are the same way. Like throw up an awful aroma to the Lord. I, I, I don't want to throw out flippant prayers because then how can I expect my prayers when they're sincere to be answered if I throw out flippant prayers for others? You know, how can I expect the Lord to work through me and 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 do things when I don't even take seriously the, the prayer request for others? And, and that's when I think about John and I think about James. You know, faith without works is dead. And that works that John is like that prayer for others. Like, are you in sincerely praying for others? Are you sincerely caring about the well-being for others? John, the same way, do you, do you have the love of the Lord in you? Because if you do, the only response to that is loving your fellow person, Lo- wanting the best for them regardless of how they feel or how they're talking about you. And oh, it's, it's such a high standard, but it, it's it's not. It's an easy standard. If if you're loving the Lord, there is no other option but to love others. It is a A plus B equals C. You know what I mean? Like you like you can't get rid of it. If you are operating in love, it's because the Holy Spirit is is, is in you and in providing that gift for you, and it's effortless at that point in time, because you see. Oh my gosh! So we were in Indiana. And we were talking to um, some family friends. It was a great time. I'm just telling a little quick story. And it was the most amazing thing. And I think about it all the time now since I, I saw him. He was having an event at um, a church. And it was a, a rough church, so to speak. You know what I mean? That was a church where people were just saved. You know what I mean? That was kind of like just saved from some situation type saved. So, you know, like they were a little rough around the edges, but they had the fire and then that Holy Spirit fire. Well, he's talking about how he was there and, you know, he wasn't supposed to be at church or something else. I don't know how he kind of got there, but he was there and he he immediately kind of had a judgy eye towards these people. But then as worship started, all of a sudden he just gets leveled with a perfect vision of them as God sees them. They just became this bright, radiant, gold, white lights. Every single one of them, like he could see the beauty of their spirit. And he was crushed, like leveled. He was just all tears, couldn't maintain himself, just being wrecked by the Holy Spirit, by the Lord, giving him a glimpse of how he sees them. And I just thought about that, like how powerful is that, that that's how he sees them. But that means that's how he sees you. That's how he sees me. How amazing is that? Like he sees us in this beautiful righteousness. He sees his perfect works. So how painful is it when we don't love? How painful is it for him when we don't treat his perfect creation the way it deserves to be treated? How we don't treat ourselves, our others, 
And that is that that fear of the Lord, like like wanting to be in perfect obedience and honor his creations, which means I need to love more, so much more, and selflessly more. Like give more of my genuine time and sincere effort and attention, which I have a hard time with. Like I, (laughs) I am not good at small talk. I don't like it. I don't like it. Either I want to talk to you or I don't. (laughs) that sounds so rude but it's so true i can't it's hard for me to have small talk like i don't know what to talk about small like uh, you know and all of it sounds for me very you know and i I think maybe because i my ptsd from from vegas was all small talk none of it was real it's all just like flippantly i'll check you later all right cool we should hang out for sure blah blah you know that kind of banter but (laughs) <laughs> now small talk is brutal because I'm, I'm working hard on my on my don't say just things randomly to say things um make your yes be a yes and your no be a no and leave it at that and so small talk is hard but but i i that s- stems back from me not having a seer, sincere interest in the person i'm talking to and that means i'm not seeing them the way god sees them because god has this a sincere interest in every single one of us So the least I can do is when I get a moment to talk to someone is engage with them out of the love that God has for them. Like the least I can do is give them the attention they deserve. I don't care about me. They deserve it. Let me find the thing about them that God loves. There's something there. What is it? I want to know so I can pour into that or I can celebrate it or I can help it, you know, whatever. But that's, that's, that's the the angle that I want to take when I'm having these conversations is I want to just, you know, let my conversation be an example of my faith and an example of my love and my example of my love for him. So that means I have to love you. I don't have to, but I get to, I get the honor of loving you the way that he does, or at least trying to, I get the, the opportunity to, to engage with you according to your value, your value, regardless of what I think, but your value. And so that, that is, that is like the, 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 what I've like really been working on a lot lately and thinking about is just seeing people the way that God sees them, abiding in them, bearing fruit and what that looks like in terms of my actions and, and, and letting my faith determine that quality of how I engage with others. Um, that's, that's, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's fun. I'm, I'm not great at it. <laughs> I'm not great at all. I can get so much better. But the the focus is getting better. Like make more good decisions today than I make bad decisions. Make better choices. Loving the Lord and letting, like spending that time with him makes it so much easier to have these conversations. And I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. This is done. We'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to What's Up Church Podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't.